How do you leverage emotional intelligence to create the life, relationship, and business of your dreams? I've spent over a decade studying, speaking, and coaching on emotional intelligence. And in this podcast, I share the exact principles and strategies my clients have used to earn seven-figure incomes, heal their relationships, get engaged after years of failed relationships, and step into their authentic power to become the leaders they came here to be. Let's do this. Welcome back. Oh, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of That's What He Said from the Colossi Household oh, slash podcast studio. Oh, man. <laughs> this was take two and he still didn't drop the voice. So we're going to keep it. We'll just keep it. Welcome to episode 211, How We Knew We Were Ready for true love. Um, so Dan and I have talked on our stories about our stories in the past. And today we're going to touch specifically on that last little period before we called each other in. And um, what are some of those signs and those indicators that, oh my gosh, like we were actually ready for the love that we said on a conscious level that we were ready for. So I... Uh, will share. So historically, didn't have the healthiest relationships. I know I'm not alone with that. Um, but you know, as I got older and more mature, and especially after the separation from Aaliyah's father, I did become better at um, having healthier relationships and really being honest with myself and keeping my word to myself and just really minimizing that self-abandonment that we tend to do when we are in relationship. So the indicator to me, or at least the, the indicator that I could actually consciously remember thinking to myself, wow, like I'm, I'm really proud of myself for doing that was I was dating someone who was a really nice guy Um, we got along, we were very value aligned, which was a big, um, you know, green flag for me. And he did something that made me feel unsafe as in he got upset with me for something. And rather than being, having a conversation and, um, you know, talking to me about it, he like ghosted me for, I think it was something like 24 hours or something like that. And it put me into an anxiety state during that period. I was really like, oh my gosh, like, why isn't he talking to me? Like, what did, you know, what did I do? And the result of that was I felt unsafe. And then when I went back to myself, I remember making a promise to myself after I left Aaliyah's father that, I was going to follow my intuition. And I knew that although he was a great guy, that if this was his immediate response was to like punish me or to create space from me without communicating to me about the space or that he needed space, I knew that that wasn't the environment that I wanted to be in. I knew that I wanted to feel safe in a relationship. And so... I swiftly ended that um, because to me, it was early enough in the relationship um, where I could just recognize the pattern and it just, 
it was just, I'm not available for that. And of course you could say, well, why didn't you talk to him about it? And like, and you know what, if this was a more established, um, relationship, I would have, I would have been like, listen, like, let's talk about this. It made me feel very unsafe and unsure. And I felt very anxious when you basically didn't respond to me for 24 hours. I didn't really know what was going on. It triggered the, the wounded little girl in me. I would have definitely had that conversation, but he and I were so early in the relationship that I could just be like, I am not available for that. I am not available to feel unsafe. Like, especially at the beginning of the relationship where I had, from my perspective, I don't even remember what it was that I did. So it was nothing like significant, but it was the the lack of communication and then also being early enough in the relationship where i could be like this is <clears throat> this is like what i am not available for um right now and i remember after ending that relationship i, w- I was so proud of myself because i knew that mars from even a couple of months before that would have stayed in the relationship probably wouldn't have even addressed it would have let him come back like normal and he probably would have acted like nothing happened and i would have just left that as it was. And um, when we let things stack, they tend to just grow and we need to catch those patterns early. And I caught that really early and just like I wasn't um, available for that. I don't know, Dan, in you hearing me say that, does it sound like, I don't know, I, I know some listeners might be like, you cut him off before he even had a chance to explain and da, da, da. But it was it was rooted in such a knowing of what I'm available for. And um, it wasn't like an attack on him, like, how dare you? And I was like, you know what? It, and I, I did say this, actually. I'm like, when you just didn't talk to me for 24 hours, when I knew you were online and I could see you doing stuff, it just it's just not where I want to be right now in a relationship. And I just can't do that. And so I was honest with him about what... I, it, you know, um, where I was with the um, relationship. And I think the fact that we were long distance probably made it. I was like, listen, if we're long distance, it needs to feel super easy. It can't feel like this. And I can't feel like I'm being um, punished. So that's how, that was one of the like clear indicators for me of, oh my gosh, Mars, I think you're getting to the point where you know exactly what you want in a relationship. Mm. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, we're both coming from a very similar place uh, at that time of our life and I think that's why we align so perfectly because I had some bad relationships and made made some poor choices and probably came out of the most toxic relationship that I'd ever had, which had pretty much zero boundaries. And uh, and I just, I, I met I met her at the one of the lowest points of my life and that's what I attracted I was in a low point my business just went down I just had a knee reconstruction I wasn't working and you know I fell in a bit of a state of depression and it was like my my comfort thing it was it was just what was available at the time and I settled um and I think for myself that's a, a very similar thing to what you were saying um I was living in Bali and I got to a point after getting over and out of that relationship, I got to a point where I swore to myself that I would never do that again. I would never settle again and I'll only ever be with someone who's going to compliment my life. And that's not coming from an arrogant place of I'm better than them. It's just that I can't do that to myself again because that was so toxic and, and so hard. And looking back at it, I, was like, I couldn't believe you know, that I let that happen. 
So that was a promise to myself that I would never settle again. So similarly, I, if I was dating and one little slip-up happened where I'm like, mm, nah, I'm out, it was out. Whereas normally I would just go, oh, that, it'll be all right, that'll get better, it'll get better. And you kind of settle because I might have been lonely or I just wanted someone there because I'm quite an affectionate guy and I like having, I, I like having a company. Um, I, don't like be, I didn't like being alone. Um, but it was that point where I learned to be happy alone and I, and I did have those boundaries in place where I wasn't going to let anyone come in and, and bring me down, so to speak. Um, and I, yeah, really stuck true to that. And I remember having the conversation with my mum, mum, I don't think I'm ever going to get married. I'm so happy on my own right now. And she goes, I don't think you are either, darling. And the next thing you know, you walked into my life. So. <laughs> I didn't know she said that, really? Yeah, because I was just living in Bali, doing the bachelor thing, so happy uh, within myself, doing my thing. I was doing all me. And, and I really felt like so content. Um, so, you know, I, was, I think I was in a similar place to you where it wasn't like the other person, people that I was meeting were bad or doing like terrible things, but it was just like, no, that that's a no, that's a red flag and I'm out. Mm. I just wasn't going to let anyone come into my space anymore. Um, it just, it was a le- it was a learning lesson. It was a point. I think we, we learned from our previous relationships and we just made a promise to ourselves that uh, we were never going to do that again. We're never going to mm. go that, that path again. Yeah. <clears throat> And I think too, in terms of like ending something, like when you said, oh, when someone, if anybody did any little thing, like someone could listen to that and say, well, oh my gosh, like did, did the girl even stand a chance? It was like anything she, listen, like we, like nobody owes anybody an explanation to not be in a relationship with someone. A relationship is a choice and it's a desire and it's because you are adding to and enhancing somebody's relationship. Now, we're not advocating that when someone does something, you, um, you know, retaliate. Like, And I think that's what showed where that we were ready is because we didn't retaliate. Like, I could have gone into a toxic pattern as well and been like, oh, well, when he messages me back, I'm not going to respond for 24 hours too. And he's going to see me responding online and da-da-da. Like, we could have gone that way, right? But you know you're ready to go when there is no, there's no desire to get even. There's no... Um, there's no desire to fight back or to prove a point. I think we were we were done with that. We didn't want to prove points. Mm-hmm. We didn't, but we also don't owe anybody. I don't. I don't owe anyone an explanation of why I don't want to be with them. I can exit a relationship because I want to uh, exit a relationship. You know, this is a bit off topic, but I saw this um, this video that was like that's so interesting. They were talking about. Um, you know, like a mature woman, like a mature woman, like let's say you hurt her, um, an immature or a wounded woman will want to get back at you and like go even maybe, like get even or whatever. Um, but that a mature woman doesn't uh, retaliate to bad with bad. She responds to bad with good, as in she gets in good with God. She gets in good with herself. She goes, she exercises. It's like, and that's exactly what I did was I was like, I just went internally again, rather than going external. What guy can I talk to? What, how can I numb myself? Let me watch TV. Let me drink. Let me No, I went back internal to myself and reassured myself of my decision and really focused on my business and 
I think I was just about to launch a podcast. Like I was just really going um, within and, and working on my stuff um, so that I could be the woman that I knew that the man that I wanted to call in would be a match for. So it was like more about like getting myself ready than, um, than anything else. Mm. So I guess our question to you in regards to this is, you know, what are you available for? Like, let's say you're single right now and you're thinking to yourself, I would like to call in my person, my my person that's going to feel like they're enhancing my life, they're adding to it, they're not bringing the drama, they are my peace. I would, I would ask you to look at like what you're available for right now. Cause if you are having like casual encounters and no judgment, like it's totally fine if you are, but if you're available for casual encounters, you're not really telling God that what you want is commitment and someone who's going to be your equal, your current reality. If you want to know what your standard is and what you're available for, it is your current reality. It is your current reality, and especially in the context of relationships, if you're dating and stuff, and the guys that keep showing up for you are a certain way, or the girls that keep showing up for you are a certain way, you, we have to take like radical responsibility and be like, okay, well, that's what I've made myself available for. I have been available for the guys who ghost me, or the guys who are inconsistent, or the guys who don't really, you know, want to make me a priority. Same thing, like. I've made myself available for girls who try to make me jealous, who try to punish me, who, you know, whatever it is, the people that you are dating right now or the person you are with right now, the dynamic of the relationship is what you are available for. But the good news is, is that it doesn't have to be like that. Even in a relationship where it's established and you've been a certain way for however long, you can turn it around. And it starts with the decision of saying, you know what? I'm actually not available for this relationship. It doesn't like, let's say Dan and I, we were going through a hard patch and I felt like he wasn't showing up for me in the way that I needed him to. Maybe he felt like I wasn't showing up for him in the way that he needed me to. When I say I'm not available for this relationship, it's not saying I want a divorce. It's saying I'm not available for the dynamic of this relationship and we get to change it and we get to, um, we get to turn this around. Hmm. What would you say on that? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, if, if you are single and trying to or, or waiting, you know, to call in the, the one, so to speak, um, you know, my mum always said, something to me which always stuck and she always said when you know you know and it's when you when it's the right one it's easy mm. and you shouldn't have to force you know I, we've got to do the work we've got to do the work on ourselves and we've got to make the effort in our relationship but if you feel like you're forcing it to work you feel like you're trying to make it work then it's just probably not a good fit you know your intuition is your biggest um uh, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, your intuition, your, your intuition is what's going to get you, give you the right answer. Um, mm. You know, so yeah, that always stuck with me, and you know, not being available for anything less than was going to improve my life, and then coming in and meeting you, and my intuition told me, wow, this is this is 
this is the one. Mm. This is my, this is the kind of woman I want to marry. You know, and when you start saying those things internally, like intrinsically, really feeling it, not just trying to force it. Going, oh, I want her to be my. Oh, I want it to be. Is it? Could it? You know, you're making it, forcing mm. it. Um, it just really is. It was. It wasn't a matter of like, oh yeah, she's it. It was just like, wow, a realization, mm. truly, deeply intrinsic realization. That I think she's the one. You know, and. I think that, you know, lining up all, all the things we did prior to that um, of our setting our boundaries and what we're available for and, and you know, focusing, focusing on ourselves, that then when that person does come in, that's the feeling that you'll have. That's the feeling that you'll get, you know, I think. Uh, that's how it was for me anyway. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's how it felt for you, but I know initially, yeah, I initially that- you were hesitant until we actually spoke and, you know, had our deep conversations. Yeah, obviously I was protective of, of myself and my family because of Aaliyah more so. Like she definitely made me a lot more discerning. Um, but yeah, that's 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 another thing that I find as women is like, you know, we are open and we are receptive and everything about us is that we are the more open and receptive one, even our biology. But sometimes when we don't have those firm boundaries, we are open and receptive to the wrong energies and the wrong people. And then we wonder why we're not calling in what we want. Well, you can't be available to like asshole over here who is giving you like breadcrumbs and saying at the same time that you want to have a man who chooses you, who is, you know, like in his masculine, who's there to protect you because right now we're open and receptive to um, something, someone who's giving us like breadcrumbs. And so for me, following my intuition was going slow. I think that's like a big, big one. Mm -hmm. It's like taking it slow in terms of, um, like building up that trust and, and witnessing the person in what they do and not just what they say, because there's countless women and I'm sure men too, who the, uh, their partner made them all these promises that they never intended to keep. And it was all part of this game that they were playing. And it was because we were listening to their words and not their actions. So I witnessed Dan, and also I think which was like kind of pivotal in our relationship is we had a lot of time apart where we could like, yeah, create distance between ourselves. And for me, a sign was that it, how safe I felt. It didn't feel exciting. No offense. Like it (laughs) it didn't feel exciting. I didn't have like, it wasn't constant, like, because exciting for me, for me personally, I'm not trying to project on you, could be different for you, but exciting for me was uncertainty. It was like a kind of like a roller coaster of emotions. It was kind of like, is he going to choose me? Is he not? Does he feel safe? I don't know. Whereas Dan was this completely neutral, um, safe completely calm my nervous system was calm and I was not used to that in in relationships so for me that was my intuition telling me hey he's the one because you don't have freaking anxiety and another thing is when you didn't message me which you never did like it's not like you spent a long time without it but I never was checking my phone I never checked my phone to see if you had message and that was a pattern of mine in the past where like if I felt like the guy had messaged, I would check my phone like if he'd messaged. And I never did that with you, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only really um, clearing up on that now. But anyway. Because you knew I would respond when I saw it. 
Yeah. I was always fairly quick to respond. And, you know, if I, I would never leave you hanging, you know. Yeah, you're really good at responding back. I'm not so great at that. So apologies to anyone that knows me. Yes, (laughs) 350 unread messages. So don't take it personal. I just don't respond that. But yeah, going back to what you were saying about the immature woman wouldn't respond mm. back, and, and mm. it's, it's it's I, I respond when I can, and mm. there's no game. And mm. I, I think we've always had that from the beginning. Right, but I, I also think that like w- how you were around me because you created such safety that when you were not around me, that frequency continued. Mm. You know, and as women, sometimes we get like excited about a relationship and we're around him and then he goes and we go into an anxious state. Well, the anxious state is a signal that there wasn't safety when he was there. You know, he didn't create safety and this isn't to project on the man because it's equally so. And if the guy, like I'm sure in some instances you created some anxiety for for the girl and that's sometimes um, an indicator for us like, hey, I've got some stuff to heal on this. Like uh, every time he leaves, I get into an anxious state. I'm constantly thinking about what he's doing. I just knew for me, it was a match when I didn't have any of that, that you left. And I remember you were saying like, oh, I'd been traveling to all these different countries and you, and I never once said like, oh, message me back or anything like that. I was just like, wanted you to have your experience without thinking about there's this girlfriend in Perth that's like, on your ass all the time. I was just like that he needs to live his life. So mm. I think we both just got to a maturity and then level. On the other end, it was like I couldn't wait to get into reception or Wi-Fi so I could message. I know. <laughs> so on my end it was I was just hanging to be able to message and touch base because yeah, we were Meanwhile, out of I wasn't reception. even thinking about him, not in a bad way, but in a way of like I hope he's having a great time. I never he was like going clubbing and stuff like that because that's what you know he was he was with friends and everything I never once thought like oh who's he talking to what's he doing because I knew I had gotten to a point where I was ready to be the mature woman um I was too busy bragging about how I've met the love of my life to everybody I know your friends came back and told me that. They're like, he was he's in Africa and he's just the whole time like being so obsessed with you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say that if you are looking to call in um, your person, just think about what you're allowing now. If you're dating people, just recognize that what your current reality is right now is what you are available for and that you get to, to upgrade that whenever you feel like it, that you can be like, you know what, I'm not available for this anymore. And Dan and I go through periods of this in, in different areas of our lives too. And you know, we've been having conversations about what we're available for our lifestyle. Okay, well, I'm not available for that anymore. doesn't mean you're pushing away the person. It's not saying, you know, if you're married and you've been married for 10 years, and now you're like, I'm not available for this relationship. You're not saying I'm not available for my husband or wife. You're just saying you're not available for the pattern that you guys have created. And the awesome thing about patterns is that it's just a pattern. You can actually change it and change it into a different direction. Yeah. All all it takes is a decision that you want to change and the discipline to follow through. It's a discipline to not um, accept low standards. It's a discipline to put the boundary in place and to follow through. And and that's the difference. It was, it was the discipline to follow through mm. on what we promised ourselves. 
instead mm. of capitulating on that promise and just, ah, oh, it'll be all right, you know, it'll be okay and just airy-fairy. No. Nah. Mm. I agree. It's a, it's a solid so- decision and, and a lot of discipline that takes work. It's like going to the gym, oh, I'm going to decide I want to go to the gym and get fit. Ah, oh, it'll be all right though. I'll just miss this week. You're never going to get mm. the body you want or, or the fitness level that you want. Mm. If you're just airy-fairy, it's like, no, I'm going to decide and I'm going to have the discipline to go every single day and to follow through. Uh, on my training program, the eating right, training hard, doing all the things, mm. you know, cutting back on the on the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and if it's not a natural part of who you are because you've never been fit or you've never had a healthy relationship, then I really encourage you to get support. Like, get some, like I'm, I'm lucky that I have, I'm married to Dan. He's like the healthiest, fittest person ever. So I have that accountability because I'm married to him. Like he lives a healthy lifestyle and I can't help but like have an impact on me. So therefore I'm healthier and more fit because of him. Um, And then in terms of the relationship and the emotional intelligence, he's he's lucky because he's married to me. And I will like sit down and be like, okay, let's, let's, let's figure this out. Let's work on this in a way where he doesn't feel attacked and he doesn't feel like I'm criticizing him, but in a way where I'm really building our relationship because I'm so obsessed with him. Um, And so if you don't have that support at home, if you don't have someone available to you, I'm telling you, getting a mentor in these spaces is going to transform your life because if it was just an information piece, we'd all be healthy, fit millionaires with the love of our lives. But it's not access to information. It's actually the accountability. It's actually the role modeling um, that we actually need in our lives so that we can create the change and the momentum that we need to create the desired state.